When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. What? It is Unsportsmanlike what? What? on ESPN Radio. Hey. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh. Hey. You can watch us on ESPN2, ESPNU, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN app, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. We learned something. I don't know how you powered through that just now while me and Smalls was getting That's our roll job. I don't know how you did that. You know, my coach. You were talking about my, the 98 Minnesota Vikings with Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Get roll <laughs> Randall Cunningham. I got it wrong. And now I got it wrong in everybody else's head. It was yeah, Randall Cunningham. It is. Randall Cunningham. Um, by the way, that is Same my job. Difference. My coach has told me to do my job. That's what he tells me all yeah, the time. Yeah, do your yeah, job. Do your yeah. job. Yeah, Coach Belichick. No days off. No mm-hmm. days off. By the way, uh, we learned something here. As we get ready for the Toy Story game, which is a big deal on Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, ESPN Plus, Jaguars, and the um, Falcons, we learned about Pat Costello, uh, one of our producers who uh, hates the world, except for um, action figures. Pat Costello, uh, can we put this out at the Unsports ESPN Twitter? Because I think if Pat's comfortable doing this, CC Smalls, don't you think everybody needs to see Pat's collection of action a- absolutely, figures? Absolutely, sure. absolutely. It's fascinating. He's a grown man that has a lot of action figures, and mm-hmm. you can get this oh, uh, yeah. information at Unsports ESPN. It's part of the Dr. Pepper chime-in line. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserved. Yes, Pat, what were you going to say defending your action figure collection? What's wrong with uh, having some action figures sitting on a bar cart? You know, they've got to take up the space somehow. I mean, there's usually nothing with wrong. Booze. There's nothing you usually wrong. put booze on the bar cart. That, that's that's what takes point. up space. A that's nice a bottle point. of red, a tequila. You know, if you have company over, you need there's to make a drink. Multiple shelves. <laughs> Fair enough. Smalls, quick thing on this. You walk into somebody's apartment. You're Ooh. cool. Small. Uh, Cece and I are kind of, you know, old men, married, happy, go, happy with our homes, with our wives and families, etc. But you, mm. you're fun. You're cool. You're hip. You walk into someone's apartment and they have action figures on the bar cart. You're walking right out? Probably. <laughs> that, that, that's what she, she... She's sighing because she doesn't want to tell the truth you and know offend what? anybody right no, now. No, actually, I wouldn't. Here's why. Anything that brings people joy, I'm down with it. And what's the difference between people having jerseys to support their favorite athletes and collecting action figures for wrestlers? It's all the same thing. It's all you being obsessive about something that you care about. Sure, that was nice of you. I don't believe that you actually believe that. No, exactly. I'm texting the group chat from the bathroom to be like, is this normal? I never watch wrestling. Is this what boys do? I I mean, if somebody has an autographed jersey of their favorite player, I feel like that's a very different thing than having an action figure of their favorite wrestler. Why? It's all entertainment. No, no. It's all entertainment. Listen, I love wrestling just like anybody else. Yeah. But, Smalls, if you walk into someone's house... Let's say you're back in St. Louis, you walk into their house, and they have an autographed jersey of Mark McGuire, Albert Pujols, whoever it is, right? And you, you see that. You're not thinking that's odd. When you have the Bushwhackers. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate warrior. Yeah, when you have the ultimate warrior action figure on a bar cart surrounded by a million others, you think this guy is like, hey, you know, you're not 14 anymore. 
But the fact that Pat has it condensed in one place in the bar cart and it's not the overall theme, I'm assuming, Pat, of the apartment, that's okay. Because that's one thing about sports fans. They won't just have the Albert Pujols signed jersey. They'll have Jim Edmonds. They have Scott Rowland. They have Mark McGuire. Yeah, that's normal. But what is more normal about that than having action figures on a bar cart? It's the exact same thing. Because you're an adult that is designing a room. That's a great point. So the games you like to play and watch are better than the games and entertainment that he likes to watch? No. How is that any different? I wouldn't have either. It's the exact same thing. mm. It's you somehow tapping into your inner child. That's what it all is. You Smalls, watch sports I don't, I don't know if you're keeping you... it a buck, Smalls, because you I'm hang serious. out in the Hamptons. You have Fashion Week. <laughs> you talking about going to Aspen for the winter. Like, I don't know Am if I? you're cool with walking into a dude's apartment and seeing 40 action figures on the bar cart and saying, hey, this is a guy that I can take seriously. I don't know that you're doing that. I don't know that you're doing that. I have a I, nice apartment. <laughs> Except for when that train rolls by, right, we, Pat? We normalize wow. the the obsessiveness of sports fans because yeah. that's the world that we're in. It's yeah. a billion dollar business, but it's the same exact thing. It's just like Comic Con. It's just it's it's what they love and what they want to choose fair, as fair their enough, entertainment. Fair, fair right. Enough. I'm not judging. Well, I am judging Pat, but I'm not trying <laughs> to judge Pat in this. I think what Cece and I are saying is. You are a Midwest girl, as you always say. Yeah, Midwest Michelle. Right. You're a glass half full. You treat everybody equally, which is awesome, right? We're not saying not to do any of that. And yes, the two of us are Northeasterners from New York that may be a little bit more judgmental by nature, right? Okay, fine. But again, a grown man displaying the bushwhackers, which I'm going to keep going back to them, because that's the ultimate, like, what? Luke and Butch licking each other's heads in the apartment? Yeah, oh, no, that would actually be fun. You have a big picture of yourself with a bushwhacker. You better hope the camera didn't pick I hope wow. that, that is what the they did. did it, that's the what they did. No, awesome. if, if we walk in and it's like 40-year-old virgin style where it's all over the walls and in the boxes and the yeah. glass displays... I'm hightailing it out of there. So if he treats them like collectibles, then that's a different thing than just having them out and displayed on the bar cart. If it's something that you enjoy, that's one thing. If it's your identity, then I'm leaving. Gotcha. I do love that the MJF one has the Burberry scarf. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> that I one mean, I listen, like. Listen, Pat has it up to date. I mean, yeah. Jade McCar- uh, Cargill coming over from AEW to WWE, he's got her in the back right corner of the of the bar cart. That's pretty cool. Wait, you just brought up something interesting. Pat, do you rearrange the figures based on like how they're doing in AEW and WWE? <laughs> Is it like a ranking system or they always stay the same? Pretty much always stays the same unless I, uh, if I add one, I might have to move some stuff around. But what you see in this picture is pretty much how it stays. But I see like John Cena in the back left corner as I'm looking at it. If John Cena's movie like pops, do you then move him? Right? The is, is there like power rankings <laughs> yeah. for the action figures? No. Nah. No, no power Pat, rankings. Pat, it, okay, now final thing on this for now. At Unsports ESPN because it's out there. Because trust me, we ain't letting this go. Um, (laughs) Pat, Pat, if we had to say right now the weirdest thing in your apartment, is this it or is there something else that could actually top this? That's a good question. (laughs) I guess this is it. No, he no, says that no, we're not doing it. I don't, I don't know what that means. That's not it. Uh-uh. That's not it. there's something else, if 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 we were the, to come over, the three of us, right, and we were to say, hey, Pat, we're swinging by, we're going to have dinner at your place tonight before we go out or whatever it is. Would you take anything that is displayed currently off of the display because you don't want us to see it? Oh, no. Okay, so then this would what be What if you had CC doesn't believe you. Other I saw company. that look. Other company, you know. Mm, yeah. Look, what you see is what you get with me, but also there is never any company, so it's fine. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, I don't All know right. how you transition from that. Good well, luck, you Ev. You guys brought it up. Good luck, <laughs> Ev. Well, I feel badly for you. 
Um, <laughs> Why do you feel badly Why? for Bring him? Bring some joy. Jeez. No, not because the wrestlers, but because he never has company. In any way, shape, or form. Pat also lives literally like inside a train. He lives next to the train station, and he sends us videos of at night of the train going by his apartment, and it's so loud. You know what? You're better off working early in the morning, because how the hell would you sleep that way? That's a great point. How would you sleep? Uh, That's a great point. All right. uh, Last night, we had the Lions beating the Packers. As we've discussed a ton, the Lions obviously looked great last night in the way in which they beat up on Green Bay. 34-20. Jared Goff does his job, and the, the running game for Detroit is unbelievable david montgomery 32 121 three touchdowns uh we also have a game this weekend with the cowboys and the patriots that feels bigger in name than it is probably in game right i mean these are two of the most polarizing teams in all of sports for the last 20 years cowboys for forever patriots really in the brady belichick era um this is an interesting one because one of the things we talked about with the Patriots, that they played really well in games they lost, but not as well in the game that they won. And Nuno, our producer, is throwing out there, oh, well, maybe we've already seen peak Mac Jones, which is, for me as a Pats fan, scary. If anyone could think we've seen peak Mac Jones because he's played pretty well at the end of last season into this season, if we've already seen peak Mac Jones, Patriots need to draft a quarterback pretty quickly here. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But I don't think we've seen peak Mac Jones, though. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was bottom five in QBR from a year ago, and now he's middle of the pack in the NFL. So I think having a competent offensive coordinator, as opposed to the disaster that Matt Patricia was last year, is going to make a huge difference for him. And it's hard to judge Mac Jones just because he doesn't have the explosive players on the outside of that offense. Like, we, we don't have anybody that strikes fear uh, in opposing defenses, a player at the wide receiver spot that can take the top off of the defense. So I think it's hard to judge what Mac Jones can and can't be. I will say this. I don't think he'll ever graduate into being a difference maker at the quarterback position, but I think he's a guy that could take advantage of the players that are put around him. I'm nervous for Mac Jones this weekend because the Dallas Cowboys defense, we know they're pretty good. They're coming off a disastrous performance versus Arizona, and you know they're they're going to get up for every game, but they need to have a bounce-back game in a big way. So thoughts and prayers to Mac Jones. Because I, you know what? I don't think this is going to be a Mac Jones game. I think this is going to be a Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott game. that's what the Cardinals game. won. That's exactly what the Cardinals did. We're going, to run, we're going to run the ball yeah. down your throat, and if you can stop it, more power to you, but we don't think you can. And this is an issue that the Dallas Cowboys have been dealing with going back to last year. Remember when they went to Lambeau Field? The Green Bay Packers ran the ball up there, you know what? You're talking about over 200 yards rushing, over 40 carries. You saw it again against the Jacksonville Jaguars and that overtime loss. They ran it for 200 yards. They, last, last week, the Cardinals ran it for 200 yards. This Dallas Cowboys defense has got to get tougher against the run. They've got to earn the right to rush the passer. They didn't do that last week in the desert. Bill Belichick is going to make them try to do that this week when they play, when they tee it off at AT&T Stadium. One of the other interesting things here is that Christian Gonzalez, the first-round pick for the for the Patriots, the cornerback, there's already been conversation about him just shadowing C.D. Lamb already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about how good you have to be this quickly, and you're not a top-five pick that you're already put in that role. This guy, people are going to see him on Sunday. He's re- number six. He's really, really good, and he reminds people of the guy that the Cowboys have, which is Steph Gilmore, who won Defensive Player of the Year for New England. Also something to keep in mind, Trent Brown, the left tackle for the Patriots, who's an enormous man and makes CC look small. Um, he is someone that has grades up the wazoo. He's been unbelievable when he's played this year. He yeah. just hasn't played as much because of injuries and all offseason injuries, et cetera. Just got his contract redone. But Mac Jones, one of these games, like we said about Goff, and I know Goff threw a pick last night, but know who you are. Know who you are. Understand that here, Ramondre, 
here, Zeke. That's who you are. But they got the blueprint, though. I mean, it's not as if Josh Dobbs had to go out and win the game. Right. Josh Dobbs just had to had to avoid losing the game. Correct. And you know that's what Belichick is preaching. I mean, they don't listen. They don't have to have a lot of creativity in terms of trying to figure out a path to victory. The Arizona Cardinals just gave it to you. Mm-hmm. That's a team that's not as talented as the New England Patriots on either side of the ball. So, I mean, th- this is a defense. That is a top-flight unit. Remember, this Patriots defense two weeks ago held the Dolphins to 24 points, and the Dolphins dropped 70 on the Broncos last week. This is a really, really good defense. They'll keep you in the game. Just don't lose the game. Let Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense lose the game because that's what they do. At Unsports ESPN, if you want to see the picture, by the way, of Pat's um, wrestling figures. By the way, interesting note here. I did not notice this. Somebody tweeted, Bugs McGee, I believe, tweeted, he has the referees. Yeah. He has the action figures of the wrestling oh, referees in there as well. That's aggressive. That's aggressive. <laughs> that's a choice. That's a choice. That's a choice. Danny Davis, Charles that's Robinson, Earl Hebner. I remember some of the referees back in the day. That's wow. That's a choice. Wow. Coming up, Tua or Allen, who would you rather have right now? We will get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Presented by Progressive Insurance. So we are, uh, <laughs> if you're watching on the TV side, and now I think my headset just went out. If you're watching on the TV side on ESPN 2 or ESPN U, my dad is here. This is my buddy, man. It's our resident our, general manager. Our studio is, is not necessarily built for four, and Mr. T is being hugged by Canty Our right now. Our studio is built for intimacy. That's right. And we have a bromance it's right now. It's charming in here. You know, we, we, the juxtaposition of social distancing. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> this is the unsportsmanlike way. This is what That's happens right. when we have guests in studio. Actually, we don't know how to act. 
I'm actually this is what we jealous. Do. I'm actually jealous right now of you why, two. Why are you jealous? Because I wish that I was part of the hug. There's, I'm very jealous. There's, enough love, there's enough love to go around. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't be jealous. Hi, Mike. How are you? <laughs> I better answer the question the way Chris wants me to. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. By the way, there's a, so many things about this wrestling ring, which we'll get back to, or wrestling figures that we're going to get back to, of course, oh. with uh, Pat Costello. But Mike is here, former GM of the Jets. <laughs> I can't even take it seriously right now. Oh, Mike, who's the third best team in the NFC? Whoever, whoever Chris says. <laughs> so last time we saw the Lions destroy the Packers, and that's that's been a question for us. I think it's a given, the Niners and the Eagles. Yeah. But if you had to rank third in the NFC power rankings. I, I still go with Dallas. I, I think Detroit has a really high floor. I'm not sure, so sure about their ceiling. <laughs> They're sitting so close, I can't even take this seriously. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> I, I feel the love. I know, absolutely. <laughs> Feels great. Um, so he's saying the ceiling is not as high for the Lions as it is for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, you know, Chris, I just think when Dallas is going on all cylinders, like they had a bad day at the office, I expect them to rebound against the Patriots. In, in a game, I'm taking Dallas over Detroit. So there's also a conversation about the two quarterbacks in here because everybody has this perceived ceiling of Jared Goff, guy that got to the Super Bowl, couldn't win it, always a bridesmaid, never the bride. In comparing the two quarterbacks right now and the way that they're playing, who would you take, Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? I would take Dak, but here's what I would say. It's really because of the Detroit offensive line and credit Detroit, the way they built this team as an organization and – this is a really quarterback-friendly offense when you think about what Laporta's done. Obviously, Amaras St. Brown is on the precipice of being a bonafide number one star. And you know we haven't even talked about Jameer Gibbs or Jamison Williams. Like They have a lot of explosive players, and, and Jared Goff is playing good football. Speaking of quarterbacks, we want to fold you into another conversation. We have big AFC West uh, matchup this weekend between the Dolphins. I would Dolphins. use the verb full, but it would be more of a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, Bills and Dolphins. If you could have one quarterback for the next five years, is it Josh Allen or is it Tua? Oh, it's Josh Allen. I think Tua's playing great, but this is a big man sport, and you, and you hope Tua has you know a flawless rest of his career as it relates to health, but just from physics and athleticism, it's Josh Allen for me. Talk with Mike Tannenbaum, who's sitting on Chris Canty's lap here uh, on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Wow. Uh, Mike, how do you know as a GM when it just didn't work, it's over, i.e. Minnesota loses this weekend, Denver loses this weekend? Like, when do you actually make the decision, we're done? You know, we were just talking about this, Dan Graziano. I, I think one of the flaws of, of leadership is dogma and being closed-minded. And when you're interviewing a head coach, one of the questions you really need to ask is, tell me a time you've walked into a room and someone changed your mind. Because clearly, like with Zach Wilson, they're not going by what they see. He's not good enough, and they're killing themselves right now. And as it relates to Kirk Cousins, yeah, Kevin O'Connell has to walk in there every day and say, hey, we still have a chance to win. But you did draft Jaron Hall. He is a free agent. He could graduate. And if I could get a first and a third round pick from the Jets for Kirk Cousins, that's something I would have to consider. Yeah, okay. So speaking of the long goodbye, Zach Wilson and his career as a starting quarterback for the New York Jets, what should this team do? Where do they need to pivot in terms of being able to salvage their season? Or do you think they can salvage their season? Yeah, Chris, I would have been on the phone September 11th at MetLife. The Jets have done a really good job of building a team, and the verb is scour. I would have been on trying to get Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Colt McCoy, Matt Ryan, I, I, and I would keep going because you have a really good team. Why would you stop? And why would you bring in Trevor Simeon 
two weeks later. Why not get him going in the fold? Look, Jameis Winston's probably not available now because given what's going on with Derek Hart, maybe mm-hmm. he would have been a couple weeks ago. He's played really good football. You put him with this team, and you know they're they're competitive at least in the AFC. One of those calls you're going to make is to the Minnesota Vikings. You're going to try to acquire Kirk Cousins. But do you think the Vikings will be open to that? Do you think it's something that they're considering? Yeah, I think that's what Evan was alluding to, Michelle. I think you got to at some point and say, like, hey, as the steward of this franchi- franchise, you know, Quesi Adafo and Kevin O'Connell, like, do we say, hey, for the next five years, what's best for us? And, again, they did draft Jaron Hall from BYU in the fifth round. So, at some point, we got to see, you know, what they can do there with him. So, I think that's something you got to strongly consider. Mike, when you look at building a team and building with a quarterback, obviously, is the number one thing you're looking for. I've said over and over again that you have to draft a quarterback when you want one and not when you need one in a perfect world. The counter has been, well, not everybody can do that. I want to go back to Detroit. They're in the perfect position, in my mind, to draft a quarterback when they want one and not need one. Do you think they will consider that moving forward here? Yeah, Evan, they did. They drafted someone that I thought was going to go in the first round, Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker has a chance to be a star. He started at Virginia Tech, went to Tennessee. I think he is incredibly accurate, smart, tough, great accuracy, great anticipation, and I think he's going to be a star one day, and he's coming off of ACL. I think that's exactly right. You you know, you build for today and develop for tomorrow. Jared Goff's playing good football, but Hendon Hooker, to me, has a chance to be a really good quarterback for them soon. Mike T, we're just going into week four, but things are already off the rails in Denver. I know people play the blame game when things don't go according to plan in the NFL, but who's more to blame for what we're seeing with the Broncos this year? Is it Sean or is it Russell Wilson? Well, it really starts with the head coach. You know, he he's out there. First of all, he violated a code, guys. Like, look, I've been very fortunate, run a couple of organizations, been on both sides of very difficult conversations. One of the things in our culture is you don't talk about the past. Like, you have that job for a reason. Don't talk about Nathaniel Hackett. Like, we're moving forward, and your team wasn't ready to play. Like, you may lose, but you can't lose by the way they did. And By 50. Right. <laughs> and it starts with the head coach. And I'll give Nick Sirianni credit. If you listen to Nick Sirianni's post-game press conference when they played the Patriots, game one, he's like, I didn't do a good enough job. I'm going to change training camp next year, and we're going to play Jalen Hurts in this offense, so we're ready to go. I want to hear Sean Payton talk about, you know what? I didn't have my defense ready to go. We didn't tackle well. We're going to tackle in August of 2024 because as a head coach, I have to do a better job. Russell Wilson's a meaningful piece, but it's way bigger than him. The team that beat the Broncos, the Dolphins, have you ever seen anything like this offense? Tell us what you're seeing with what Tua and Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel excuse me, are doing. Yeah, Michelle, we're going to talk about this on the show. We're going to have Chris come in so he can give me another headlock. But anyway, <laughs> um, Here's something that almost defies physics. He leads the league in time to throw, meaning he's getting the ball off faster than anybody. And right as of last night, he's fourth in the league in yards per attempt. That's almost inconceivable. So here's what's fascinating, guys. What a great chess match on Sunday. Here's exactly what's going to happen. Miami goes in motion 70% of the time. Tua gets rid of the ball, get the ball down the field. On the other side, you have Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott will only rush for... They, they blitz the least in the NFL. However, they're sixth in a pass rush percentage in terms of like effective pass rush, which means is we could get there with four and we play zone behind it. So you're going to go in motion, we're going to play zone, and then it's game on, and it's going to be a great matchup. We know what both teams are going to do, who's going to execute better. Mike, uh, you have get up. I did think you really are not living up to the unsportsmanlike brand if if you don't have him sit on your lap and vice versa. There, I mean, come on. When he, when Chris, <laughs> oh, let me in, tell you what I'm not going to do. 
They sit on the You got to go as close man. to no, as You know what, CC? CC, he evened it. He evened it. I'll sit on my right now. We were having fun and you took it to a place where it's uncomfortable and we might have we might have to go to HR. Correct. We might have to go to HR. Has Evan already turned into a verb? Yes. Hey, there we go. Step brothers. There we go. There we go. There we go. You left Mike hanging. Come on now. I thought you know, that's a lot better. In the back of my mind, I was worried that they were going to do twins, and obviously you were going to be twins. So much room for activity. I, I didn't say I was going to be the beat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum, of course, you're going to see him on Get Up on ESPN coming up at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and of course, Chris will be there at 8.30 with him, and hopefully they'll sit as close as they did here. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. All right. Coming up Thanks, next, guys. for the haters on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman. Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. A reminder, tune in for college football action tomorrow. Texas A&M, Arkansas, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We do it each and every week heading into the football weekend. We scripted for you. Everybody talks about the league being scripted, college football being scripted as a bit, as a joke. Well, we do it for you, but it's not for the lovers. Right now, it's for the haters. We're going to give you all the best topics and angles for the haters this weekend. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Here's what's good for the haters. Colorado getting blown out by USC. Two straight weeks, Dion losing. Haters will love that. Yeah, they'll love it. And and, and that's probably the script Uh that everybody wants to see happen. But here's the thing. They got blown out by Oregon, and the biggest story in college football is still Deion Sanders. They got Caleb Williams rolling in. The guy that won the Heisman last year. The guy that's favorited to win the Heisman this year. This dude is going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards. He's thrown for 15 touchdowns. He has zero interceptions. And all anybody is talking about is Coach Prime. And so, yeah, everybody wants to see their downfall, but they ain't going nowhere. Coach Prime said it. If you're going to get them, you better get them now. They are building something in Colorado. I know the haters want to see him fall, but guess what? They're not going anywhere. It's going to still be the biggest story in college football, win or lose this weekend in Folsom Field. You know what, Caleb Williams? You know what he is? He's a bad boy. Come out and play. <laughs> oh, boy. You really want to get that in. He's leaning in. He's leaning in. 
Whenever we do this segment, I envision what the Twitter trolls will say, what the haters will say on social media. And they'll think, oh, Coach Prime, he might be able to win the headlines, but he can't get it done on the field versus quality opponents. hater voice. Well, what does your hater voice sound like? It's not good either. <laughs> I just imagine them to be miserable. Twitter fingers, you know, I, I just imagine them in sweatpants and angry, sitting on their couch What's, somewhere. Wait a minute. For someone who claims to not be judgmental, you're not going to make fun of Pat Costello's wrestling figures, the biggest toy outside of the Toy Story game, Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, ESPN+. Plus. You're going to hate on sweatpants wearers? Love sweatpants. I'm just saying, I'm painting the picture for you, Ev. When I, I picture think you a troll... Took shots at us. We're no, sweatpants guys. I say uh, that a troll in my mind is wearing sweatpants because they are stuck to the couch. Mm-hmm. They're not out there in the real world living their life. They are glued to the couch with Twitter fingers. They're real tough behind the keyboard. And that's why they, what they feel about Dion. Those people that would say, oh, Dion can't beat quality opponents. He's just a celebrity coach. He can't actually get it done on the field. They're going to ask him for a selfie if they see him. That's why, that's where that oh, voice comes from. that's for sure. That's where that All voice right, comes from. All right, for the haters, the Chargers lose to the Raiders, and they drop to one and three, and we start talking about Brandon Staley's job security or lack thereof. I think, by the way, you can go either way. This is a, an ultimate hater game. The Chargers-Raiders, no matter the results, is great for the haters. Oh, no doubt. I mean, this is loser leaves town when I'm talking about the head coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if Brandon Staley loses this game, then the Chargers got an interesting decision going into their bye week, which is week five. And then if the Raiders lose... Well, then it just adds fuel to the fire. Devontae Adams is already calling out the program saying, we don't do the things that it takes to win. I've got serious questions about where we're going as a team. He's already said that last year. So, I mean, Devontae Adams is an interesting name to watch as we move closer to the trade deadline. But, but again, this feels like a situation where both coaches need to get a win mm-hmm. to kind of quiet the noise a little bit. But the haters, I mean, if either one – I mean, whoever loses this game – the haters are going to have a field day with this one. Especially if it's the Chargers, because yeah. Brandon Staley has been on a seat hotter than the equator since last postseason. And yeah. if he loses this week, the haters are going to be very, very riled up at Brandon Staley. They're gonna, they've are gonna they been calling for his job. It's going to reach a fever pitch. Uh, this one may be Jimmy Fallon, fever pitch, good movie? Or Terrible the, movie. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Terrible that. Terrible movie. That's why I said it. Uh, Russell Wilson, falling 0-4. Ha! Ah! There needs to be a little bit of context here. Not uh, only would they fall to 0-4, it would be to the Bears. The worst team in football. Oh. Like, the Bears and the Carolina Panthers are neck and neck for the worst team in football. Bears Not good for the picks. Bears. They got both those picks. That's right. But my point, my point is this. If you can't beat these people, uh-huh. what does that say about you as a team, and what does that say about your quarterback? I completely disagree with Mike Tannenbaum when he says, yeah, it's more on Sean Payton, not Russell Wilson. It's the defense's fault. They need to do a better job of tackling. Those things may well be true. But when you're paying the offense the way that the Broncos organization is paying that unit, they they are top five in spending on the offensive side of the ball in the NFL. Three of the top four cap hits are on the offensive side of the ball. You know what that tells me, Smalls? Mm -hmm. That the offense has to win the damn games because that's (laughs) where you put the money in your team. That's what you invested your resources in, and that offense is not nearly good enough. So, again, Russell Wilson is at the heart of it. If they fall to 0-4, we're talking about when they're going to bench Russell Wilson for Jared Stidham. Because the last thing you want to do is have to deal with an unhealthy Russell Wilson when you're trying to move that contract this offseason. The haters are also going to pounce on Sean Payton if they lose this game to the Bears. So far, I feel like he hasn't caught many strays because he inherited this mess. And because he is a coach who's won, he's a proven commodity. But 
He's also making $18 million a year, and they traded a first-round pick for him. And the Bears are an absolute mess. They're a disaster right now. Sean Payton should be able to get his team in a position to beat the Chicago Bears. What's interesting about our next one for the haters, and again, giving you the ammo for the haters to get excited on Monday, is again, it's a double whammy, right? We talk about the Raiders and the Chargers. you got haters both ways on that. Haters will come out for either result. Cowboys and the Patriots this weekend is a double hater win because there's going to be so many Cowboy haters going to be like, oh my God, you lost the Patriots at home and the Cardinals the week before? Yeah, sure, you beat the Giants and the Jets. They stink. You're not a good team. That's one side of it. The other side of it is if New England loses, it's, well, Belichick can't coach. It's just Brady. They're one and three. A double hater whammy this weekend at the Pats and the Cowboys. Yeah, I like to refer to it as a can't-he-can't-lose type of game. I mean, <laughs> think about it. I've had hot takes on both sides. We talked about Dak Prescott and his struggles, how you can't trust Mike McCarthy. And then on the other side, I've said that this is Bill Belichick's last season coaching in Foxborough. So, really, this is a can't-he-can't-lose game, Smalls. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to come out happy on this one because I'm hating. Hate, 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 hate. I love that. Do you think the New England Patriots have as many haters as they once did? Because it feels like since Tom Brady left and the Patriots haven't been as good, people don't pay attention to them or hate on them as much. The Dallas Cowboys are always going to have that. Yeah, I think you're right because I think it goes back to what you always say, which is hate us because you ain't us. People don't want to be the Patriots Correct. right now. Right they're, point. They're Correct. not looking at the Patriots like, oh, God, I wish that was my organization. They say still – I wish that was my coach. I wish we could find guys the way that Belichick finds guys, but I don't think that they look at it and say, yeah, we want to be like that. All right, last one for the haters. Taylor Swift not showing up to Jets Chiefs. Now, by the way, Mark Cuban yesterday, the majority governor of the Dallas Mavericks, great interview with Greeny here on ESPN Radio, 10A to noon Eastern time, um, also went on first take, and uh, he delivered a message to Travis Kelsey. Take a listen. Taylor, if you're listening, sorry, Travis. Break up with him. I got a bunch of good-looking single guys that play for the Dallas Mavericks. I got you. I got you. Cupid. Wow. How about that? Trying to break up a happy home. Mark Cuban out there. Is it a happy home, though? We're going to find out this weekend. Maybe I'm a hater because I'm skeptical of trailer being an actual thing and trailer being Travis and Taylor. I just... I don't think they're a thing. Did you see the pictures? That is the most plutonic walk out of the stadium video that I have ever seen last week in Arrowhead after they had their win over the Bears. But did you she see wasn't the rocking, TMZ photos? They look like you and Mike T in the studio. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, me and Mike T is that close. That don't mean we together. That's my point. I'm not trusting trailer right now. I think they're very good friends. That's it. Oh, Travis, I don't, Travis, I don't Travis, hang on with my friends like Travis that. Travis Kelsey is finds the end zone, but guess what? He is friend zoned with Taylor Swift right now. No way, no <laughs> way, no way. If she shows up to see the Bears and the Jets play in back to back weeks versus the Chiefs, she's into. Well, him. is it a real thing? No, you said she lives in the tri state area. Is it a big thing for her to come to the game? This when you weekend? say she lives in the tri state area, she lives in the city. She's not like living in Jersey somewhere. Yeah, you know, she's yeah. living in the city. How hard is it to get from the city to no, MetLife meaning, Stadium? It's literally right there. She's a gazillion. She's she has probably the sickest apartment yeah. of all time. Like she has an Aaron Rodgers Malibu that's type my, place. That's my point. Oh. So it's not like she's going out of her way to go see her I friend at MetLife Stadium. I don't buy. I agree with CC. For some reason, I do not believe that they are together. I don't know why I feel this way. It is the single biggest story in sports and entertainment. It is the ultimate crossroads of sports and entertainment coming together and just blowing up everything here. I just, for some reason, do not believe that they're together. Okay, let me can, ask can you I one simple question. Can about one thing, though? That's going to be the most entertaining aspect of Jets Chiefs on Sunday night. Yes, not breaking news. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one question for both of you, yeah. haters. Why? 
She's just coming off of a, a great massive, question. massive tour. She infused billions of dollars into the economy. She is the biggest thing outside of Beyonce going right now. They're tied for first, as Tony LaRusso would say. Why would she do this for publicity? She doesn't Why need it. Why would she do this? Why? Why? She doesn't but, need it. What, what, What's what, going where, on with When has publicity Swift? ever been a bad thing? And I'm sure there are millions of NFL fans that weren't into Taylor Swift, but they're probably getting to know a little bit about her now because she's dating the best tight end on the planet. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, there are a lot of NFL fans that are talking about Taylor Swift that otherwise would not be. I believe okay, in love. So, Smalls, answer this question. I'm what's here. What's the greater number right now? How many NFL fans are now listening to Taylor Swift, or how many Taylor Swift fans are now consuming NFL products? Taylor Swift's consuming NFL by a long shot, by a country mile, as they would say. Look at Travis Kelsey's numbers that have gone up since she sat in that box. His jersey sales skyrocketed like 400%. He got over three, 400,000 new followers. The Swifties are a loyal group, and they will infiltrate the NFL and pay attention to it because she's there. They're, they're good for each other because it's good for business. It's and mutually it's good be- for their love It's life. mutually beneficial. It's a symbiotic relationship. I'm not sure it's a romantic relationship. You know, there is the other part of it very quickly. You know, Mad Dog brought up when we played the sound, and you can listen back yesterday, ESPN app to our podcast, the idea on first take of after two dates, do you bring your significant other to meet your family? Because that's what it seems like. It was reportedly, what, one or two dates? And now, I mean— Bringing them to meet your family. That's that's true. That's a weird thing. He invited yeah, yeah, No, I no, mean, how, you didn't. No, I've known my no, no, wife no, 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 my no, no, entire no. I'm life. Not, I'm not bringing you around, exactly. Mama. If if I'm serious about dating you, I'm not bringing you around, Mama, early on in the process. This is I agree Taylor with Cece. Swift. No, no I don't give a damn. I'm with the planet. No, who it is? I'm with Cece. Like I've known my wife my entire life. She knew my family. I knew her family, so it was a little weird. But you met your wife. After your playing career. Yeah. You didn't bring her to meet your parents no, after it two took, dinners. No, it took a mid-a-minute. It took yeah, about three exactly. or four months before we even decided we were going to you know, meet the parents type of deal. Yeah. Right. I'm not doing it after two dates. That's why it feels a little bit publicity stunt-ish. All right. Trust me, there's going to be more on that. Uh, coming up, <laughs> was Dame actually willing to stay in Portland? What? We'll get to that on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Huge win for the Lions, as we've been discussing last night. 34-20 over the Packers at Lambeau. 
Also, still some fallout here. 24 hours later, once Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider, top of the food chain, nobody better than Woj at this, and he's phenomenal at his job, broke all of the details around the Dame Lillard story, gave you everything you needed to know about Dame Lillard. But now, going to the Bucks. now there's some kind of breadcrumbs that have been put out there. Uh, Dame Lillard is very close with Chris Haynes, great reporter for Bleacher Report, and Chris wrote a story about this that just some notes from it that Miami and Portland didn't talk since the summer league. That was in July, and that Portland would not talk to them. Portland would not talk to also Dame, which was interesting that we learned in this story, that the NBPA, the Players Association, actually had to step in to create some sort of interaction um, in this, and that, that they had to make sure that they were actually speaking, that Dame was told by the Blazers after that that if they had to trade him to Miami, they were going to try to get every possible thing they could get, to which Dame knew that's not going to happen because the point is I want to go somewhere where I can win, and if you take everything away, I can't win as much. So he had it resigned in his mind, I'm going to come back to Portland. He asked then, if you're not going to trade me to Miami, can you trade me to? can I just stay here? Portland said no. That ship had sailed. He still started showing up to the facility to work out. Joe Cronin, the general manager, refused to talk to him or acknowledge him per this report. And maybe the most damning piece of information for the Blazers in this and for the NBA to look into is that they made it very clear that the final 10 games of the season last year, Dame Lillard wanted to play, and the Portland Trailblazers said no because of the fact that they wanted him to go and shut it down so they could lose games in order to have a higher draft pick, which they did. If the NBA, the NBA should look into that because they don't allow for the tan- tanking like this. Tanking is always masked and disguised, as we know in sports, and you could spin it in a different way, maybe in 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 any sport. Sure, this is blatant. This article was very juicy, and clearly the Portland Dame relationship ended horribly. Yeah, it's clear that they prioritize treating the relationship as a transaction rather than humanizing Dame and and taking in consideration what he's meant to that franchise and also what he wants for the twilight of his career. It doesn't feel like that's the way that Dame should go out based on how he's conducted himself in Portland all these years. And and so, yeah, this is a little bit of a surprise to, to get these details and for Dame to actually say it leaves a sour taste in his mouth, the fact that it ended on such bitter terms. But if you're Portland, if you're the people that are in that front office, if you're being honest with yourselves, you're not going to get guys to sign up to come there in free agency. You're not a destination that star players want to come to. You need hostages, not volunteers. So it's not as if you run the risk of alienating potential free agents by how you treat Dame. You are going to be a draft and develop franchise. And so the biggest thing for you is to make sure that you extract maximum value for getting Damian Lillard um, to wherever he's going to go and finish his career at. I, I just, it, I don't like it from the player standpoint just because it, it dismisses or discards everything that he's meant to that franchise. And he's a top two player in Blazers history, and he might not be two. That's how good that guy has been in 11 years. And for you to treat him that way on out out the door, it just feels wrong. Especially when he did everything you ever asked of him, including, uh, according to this report, sit when he didn't want to, to help your positioning moving forward. You're the ones, if you're Portland and you're that front office, that chose to go against his wishes and build around him and draft Scoot Henderson and position yourself for the future. 
He didn't do anything wrong. Now, in the aftermath of that, him making it very clear that he wants to go to Miami, having his agent potentially impact their negotiations with other teams, I understand their frustrations there. But at the crux of this, they're the ones that made the decision, not Dame. They're the ones whose actions propelled this moving forward. So I can't understand how, in the midst of all of this, given the fact that you made your choice and you know that it's it's the future, not Dame in the present, that you're angling yourself towards, that if he's in the building, you're going to treat him this way? That you're not even going to talk to him when he's there, when he's not even sure if he's going to be moved or not? That you're going to go out of your way to spite him so severely that you won't even talk to Miami if they have a great offer there because you don't want Dame to get what he wants? That isn't doing your job to the best of your ability. But here's the thing, just to push back on that, though. Dame is the one that signed the contract. Like, Dame is the one that wanted the financial security. So, I mean, uh, it's not as if the organization hasn't compensated him. He's made over $230 million in 11 years playing out there, and he's on a huge deal right now. The guy's got four years, $215 million coming to him. So, I I, I see it from their standpoint. I also see it from the player's standpoint because he's been so good. The fact that they sat him when he was healthy enough to play, I think is the part where the NBA has to look into it Mm -hmm. because not only are you taking away a guy's ability to do what he loves and what you're paying him to do, but it's it's also a level of strategy in terms of improving your draft positioning and all of those different things. Now, I get it trying to make sure you don't devalue an asset, don't let Dane get hurt because you know you're probably going to move him. But at the same time, I just feel like that's that's a – that's a, I don't know, it just feels like that's a little bit dicey when it comes to um, the, the, the competitive spirit that the NBA wants its clubs to be about. I'll, I'll give you what it is, in my mind. So everything we talk about is they should have done this. They should have done that. They should have communicated here. They should have treated him this way. That's all opinion-based, right? That's how we feel about how an organization should run, how, how employers and employees should operate together, whether it's on the way in or on the way out. That's all opinion-based. There's no factual way that we can look at that other than our personal opinions. We either like what Portland did or didn't. We either like what Dame did or didn't. Opinion-based. When you shut someone down who's healthy, who wants to play basketball because of the fact that they would help you win basketball games, that's no longer opinion-based. That's black and white rules in the NBA. You cannot do that. And that if the NBA reads this story on Bleacher Report, they have to then look into this. It is completely irresponsible if they don't look at this. That's not opinion-based. The NBA does not need to look into whether the three of us thought that Joe Cronin and the Blazers should have treated Dame differently. That's That's an opinion. You cannot shut a player down that wants to play basketball to help you win games because your goal is to lose. If your goal is to lose and you act on it, that is black and white rules in the NBA, and that's what they need to look into. That is the number one takeaway with all of this. Coming up, a two-time Super Bowl champ will join us next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.